Welcome to the Salem Alliance Church Podcast. To learn more about Salem Alliance, including house churches, gathering times, and other resources, visit us online at salemalliance.org. Today's talk is given by Rob Basham. We are a family. More than six million strong. In over 80 nations. With Christ as our center, we comfort the hurting. We help the poor. We visit the lonely. We feed the hungry. We embrace the outcast. We welcome the immigrant. We are a family. We come from diverse backgrounds. We are united in our calling. To bring the good news. To our neighborhoods. And distant lands. This calling is something we cannot do alone. And so we form an alliance. Somos una familia. We are a family. family and over these next four weeks we are going to be just talking about what this larger family of the alliance is what it looks like what it means to be part of it and we're going to be talking about us as a local church family and what it looks like for us to continue to demonstrate and proclaim the love of Jesus both in the neighborhoods in the nations and to the nations that are now finding home in our neighborhoods For many of you that are newer to Salem Alliance Church, you might not be as familiar with this alliance that we're part of. It is not the Rebel Alliance, as people like to joke sometimes. That's a ridiculous Star Wars analogy. I'm sorry for even throwing it out there. But what we are part of is a movement called the Christian Missionary Alliance. You see, it started in 1881 with a man named A.B. Simpson who wanted to bring together people to start a global church movement to ensure access to the gospel all over over the world in all nations. It's called the Christian and Missionary Alliance, but globally it's often referred to as the Alliance. It's from all nations for all nations, as you will see today. Probably the clearest, the clearest description of what defines this movement is simply this. We are a Christ-centered Acts 1-8 family. Today, I kind of want to preach through this statement, what it means for us, and I want to share numerous stories along the way of what God is doing in the nations and in the neighborhoods, because there is much to celebrate and many new ways that we are able to partner and engage with what God is doing. And so we start recognizing that we are part of a center, a Christ-centered family. We're Christ-centered. We desire to keep Christ at the center of all of it, of all we do, and we celebrate Jesus the image of the invisible God, Lord of all creation. Colossians 2.9 says, For in Christ all the fullness of deity lives in bodily form, and in Christ you have been brought to fullness. Our heartbeat in the alliance is to know who Jesus is. And wherever you travel in the world, and I have traveled to many alliance churches and many nations, you will hear Christ preached. The distinctives that you will hear over and over is Jesus is our Savior. He is our sanctifier, and through his spirit, we pursue holiness. He is our healer. He still heals today. We recognize it, and we pray for healing, and he is our coming king, as we sang about earlier today. We long for his return. It's out of who he is and what he's done comes this compelling desire to make sure that all, all corners of the world have access and opportunity to hear the message of this one named Jesus. 
Add to that the invitation that we see throughout Scripture, the commission that we are called to partner with God to advance his kingdom. Undoubtedly, Christ could do it on his own, revealing himself to those that he longs to draw to himself. Yet, for some reason, he decides to use us, his people, the church, to pursue the broken, to pursue the lost. Indeed, in action, in proclamation, in word, he calls us to go. This is why we call ourselves an Acts 1-8 family. You've heard Acts 1-8 many times. We'll put it on the screen. And would you read this with me? But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Over the next couple of weeks, I would encourage you to try to memorize this passage because this is our DNA as a movement. We are convinced that it is only through Holy Spirit's empowerment that the gospel moves forward, that we are able to truly express the love, the grace, the peace, the power, the mercy of the message we carry. I hope you don't miss the importance of that. We are dependent on Holy Spirit. This four-week series will end and we will move into Pentecost on June 5th. A reminder that we don't seek anything without spirit, guidance, and power. It's also here in Acts 1-8 that we see the extent to which the calling goes, the distance to which we are commissioned. Let me map it out for you as it says here in Acts 1-8. We are called to Jerusalem, but not just Jerusalem, but to Judea, to Samaria, and from there, we go to the ends of the earth. This morning, I want to break down what it means to, to minister in each of these contexts. And we start with our Jerusalem. Our Jerusalem. This is simply us going across the street. This is us bringing truth to our city, Salem, Oregon. A city that we long to see at peace with God. This is many of you bringing the peace of Christ to your government job. This is many of you students bringing the presence of Jesus into your schools. For many of you, this is, this is why we're actually collecting bikes here on June 5th for the Northwest Hub to bless the refugees among us. This is why the retirees among us are often praying for healing for their neighbors, especially at the Dallas Retirement Village in Capitol Manor. This is why some of you chop wood for roars and why some of you give up your Saturday morning to deliver furniture with our furniture bank. This is our Jerusalem. I received an email from our lead coordinator of the furniture bank, Kent, and this is what he said. We recently received a request from a woman who had been homeless for over a year. Her two daughters were living with their biological father, and she was unable to see them until she was able to get herself into a furnished apartment, which included beds for her two daughters. The mother completed a social service program and was able to get assistance to move into a third-story apartment. I love how the furniture guys talk. It was a third-story apartment, guys. It wasn't ground level. Third-story she was very happy about that, but she didn't have any furniture, none at all. We were able to deliver beds, nightstands, living room furniture, a small dining room table with chairs. And as we were setting up that final bed, the mother just stood there and began to sob. As we were leaving, she told us this was the last step. She would now finally get to be with her daughters again. 
And she was so thankful for the furniture that we were able to provide for her. Would you celebrate that? But our Acts 1-8 commissioning goes beyond Jerusalem to Judea as well. Judea, the familiar region that surrounds this, this place where we have acquaintances outside of us. They kind of look like us, but it's, it's a little further away. For some, we might consider this the Mid-Willamette Valley. This is one of the reasons that when the San Am Canyon fires happened, we quickly took up an offering and were able to give a considerable amount of money to help people get back into homes or pay for the hotels that they had to call home and some are still calling home. This is also where we would say we're part of what is called the Alliance Northwest, our, our district family, 110 churches in Alaska, Oregon, and Washington. We engage in our Judea. This is why we collected money and sent money to an Alliance Church, a sister Alliance Church in Olympia, Washington, Hidden Creek Community Church. An arsonist broke in about two years ago and lit the church on fire. It was a devastating thing for this community. Our brothers and sisters are a part of our Alliance family, but over the last two years, they've been able to raise the money, get the insurance money in, and, and just recently, they were able to hold services again in their new sanctuary. This is why we release some of our staff and our peacemaking teams to help churches that find themselves in conflict. Our peacemaking team and some of our pastors have engaged with the church in Richland, Vermont, and Dallas Alliance Church down the street with Hood River Church, helping reconcile, doing coaching with pastors and mediations with church boards. One of our pastors recently told me of a church that he was brought in to help counsel, a church where the worship pastor and the preaching pastor had not talked to each other in a year over differences on how to handle COVID. And yet they were able to own their wrongs and find reconciliation and stay together. And now the church continues to flourish and move forward. But our commissioning doesn't stop here in Judea. Our commissioning also extends to Samaria. Samaria is the region that's a little bit further beyond, but more important than the geographical understanding is the idea that it is a socially and culturally different region. It's socially and culturally different. This is where our new neighbors, our refugee and our, our immigrant community would fall, but it's much bigger than that. You see, in, in a way, our Samaria also includes our unsheltered neighbors, you see, the disciples wanted to avoid Samaria at any cost. They wanted to go around it. They looked down upon the people, the Samaritan. But Christ went right there and interacted. This is us walking outside of our comfort zones and interacting with proximity and presence to our unsheltered neighbors, engaging them. This is why we are committed as a church to encouraging, volunteering, and financially supporting church at the park who are now housing over 140 neighbors in their micro-shelter communities. This is why we continue to support and give to United Go or Union Gospel Mission in valuing what they are doing to bring peace to our city. Our Samaria also includes the deaf community of Oregon, a community that is often overlooked and unreached, a community of over 4,000 here in our state. This is why I love that we have planted Deaf Ecclesia, why Pastor Boaz and Whitney continue to lead this charge. And for some that don't attend that, but come and see our interpreted services here at 930, both on live stream and in person, this is a resource bringing the truth of Jesus to people that are hungry. 
Just last week, our, our Deaf Church hosted a women's conference that brought an incredible group of women together. 22 here on our campus joined and experienced teaching in their, their native tongue. It was an amazing time, but what I loved was that they decided to put this public and put it online the day before, and 23 others joined on Zoom. Women joined from Canada, in Mexico, in Texas, and experienced the truth, biblical teaching in their language, hungry to receive truth in their culture. Some have already told us that Deaf Ecclesia is now their church home, and we celebrate that. But it doesn't stop here, because we're also called to the ends of the earth. In church, this is something we do well. This is why we interviewed the Morris family last week and heard about their work in the jungles of Peru. This is why we sent Grant and Dakota Shaw to Kosovo, RTI alumni ministering there, and why in just a couple of weeks we'll commission Cameron West, another RTI alum, to go back to Cambodia. This is why we partner with workers in France and the Middle East that are part of our Alliance family, providing finances, pastoral care, and workers to go and carry the load. It's why we pray and give and send. And it's why we celebrate when we hear stories of God at work in the nations. In one of the countries that we partner with in the Middle East, the last two years have been incredibly difficult. Large-scale economic breakdown has happened. Stability is gone. There's been a free fall. Their currency is worth 90% less than it was two years ago. Imagine. Garbage is no longer being picked up. Electricity is incredibly rare. And it all culminated when a massive explosion happened in the center of the capital city. An Alliance presence has been there for over a hundred years, and we have six or seven Alliance churches in this country. They were able to engage because of their presence immediately. Other churches in our family all over the world were able to join them in, in repairing things. Kama, Compassion and Mercy Associates, the relief and development arm of our family, jumped in and helped with food distribution. Physical needs were met. Home repairs were paid for. People were visited in the hospitals. During that season, over 90 people started new relationship with Christ. Over 200 people are still receiving regular spiritual and emotional care. One by one, through the suffering and uncertainty, redemption stories are being shared. One of those stories I want to share with you today, it's in the most recent copy of Alliance Life, our denomination, our family magazine, which you can go online and read there or subscribe for. It is free if you're interested in it. You can go there anytime. This is what the story reads. In every family, there is a story of God's redemptive work. One woman receiving care had lost her husband in the explosion. She was pregnant at the time. Words cannot describe the pain she was experiencing in the loss of her husband and the father of her unborn child. I will never forget the day when I went to her building after her son was born. She received care, prayer, and encouragement and support from our local pastor. On this day, we went to her home to dedicate her child to God, claiming the grace, love, and mercy of her boy's heavenly father, even in the absence of her biological one. This is story after story of God's mar mar marvelous work in this country. 
Many have accepted faith after receiving dreams and visions. Others have experienced healing physically, spiritually, emotionally. Our continued work is only possible because of your generous support for Alliance Missions. Thanks for giving. Yesterday, I also received an email from one of our church, Alliance Church leaders in Ukraine. And as I read this, would you just grab some names to pray for in the coming week? He wrote, six Alliance pastors in eastern Ukraine have decided to stay and continue to minister despite the Russian occupation in the imminent battles in their cities. These are the first names so that you can pray for them specifically as they will be in the midst of the hardest hit zones. Alexander, Alexei, Nikolai, Andre, Yuri, and Eugene. Please be praying for boldness and faith and protection for these brothers. They are all wonderful men of God who have accepted whatever outcome the Lord has planned for them. He goes on to share what God is doing in that country, that many are being added to their church daily, especially in Kiev. They're hosting services every day at 1130. Would you continue to pray for them as they see God at work amidst the chaos? You see, the beauty of it all is we are part of a global family. We don't do this in isolation. We don't do it alone. We are an Acts 1-8 family. And as it says in Romans 12, in Christ, we, though many, and from many nations, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. Salem Alliance Church is part of a U.S. National Alliance Church, one which our former president, our, our former pastor John Stumbo is the current president of. But that U.S. National Church is part of a global movement called the Alliance World Fellowship. 6.3 million people are worshiping in Alliance churches around the world today. Inspired by Jesus' love and empowered by his spirit, passionate, all of them together to bring the good news to their nations and neighborhoods. But to see the true full impact of this movement and what it has become, you need to understand that this movement that started 125 years ago in New York City is now in 80 countries, and nine-tenths of those worshiping in Alliance churches today are not worshiping in the U.S. This map gives you an idea of what God has done. As you can see, in the U.S., we have about 2,000 churches representing 37 different speaking dialects. The Alliance is one of the most diverse churches in the world. You see 400,000 people in South, uh, South America, 2.5 million in Africa, almost the same in Asia, and a growing presence in Europe. Church, we are part of a large family, and it is exciting. We are not alone. We are part of a multiplying movement, and we are in. So as we begin our month of reach, are you excited? Are you in? Would you consider, yeah, thank you. Would you consider this question? How are you preparing your heart for what God is doing among us as individuals and as a collective family? The worship team is about to come out. And as they do, we're going to be learning a new song today. And in many ways, this, this new song follows this Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth pattern. And as they come, I just want you to consider personally 
You see, we're looking at this in this sermon through a geographical lens, but there's another way, another layer of interpretation here, because I believe that Jesus wanted a witness in his own city where he was persecuted and eventually executed. And the question for us today is, are we willing to proclaim his truth in our city when at times it feels uncomfortable? Are we willing to receive those looks? Oh, you're one of them. He wanted the gospel proclaimed in Judea, where his ministry was rejected over and over. In Nazareth, where he was rarely ever received. And so the question for us is, are we willing to keep proclaiming? And, and even when the reception is not what we hoped for, are we willing to move forward? Are we willing to walk with people for the long haul, even when they don't seem receptive? Seeing people as people, not as projects. Jesus wanted a, a witness in Samaria where the disciples felt out of place and looked down upon the people, where they were complete strangers. And so are we willing to enter communities where we feel out of place with a posture of humility and being ready to receive while also serving? And Jesus wanted his gospel to go to the ends of the earth, to the far off distances of the world, where it takes deep commitment to enter the unknown and learn from a culture and a language. Are we willing, any of us in the room, to leave all that we know to bring access to a new people? Are you willing to support those who are willing to go to the distant nations? What is Holy Spirit asking of you with regards to engagement in our neighborhoods and in the nations? Let's pray. Jesus, we declare that you are a good father, and you pursue your creation. Would you pursue people through us, both here in Salem and to the ends of the earth? In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Salem Alliance podcast. We hope you have been challenged and inspired. Salem Alliance is a community of believers located in downtown Salem, Oregon, and we are passionate about our city being a city at peace with God. To experience other messages and discover more about who we are, please visit SalemAlliance.org or download the Salem Alliance app. And again, thanks for listening.